Monday night edition of the Crash the Pond podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Last time we spoke to you, we had a fun little Q&A type of episode. And this week, we will be doing something very similar. We got some good questions on Twitter. People really came through once again. So, Jake, I, I hope you're ready for this. I am. And yeah, I mean, these have been fun because it's fun to kind of get the pulse of everyone kind of in the Ducks Twitter sphere and also take all our questions from the Twitch chat and kind of see where everyone's heads at, see what everyone kind of wants to know. I think it also allows you and me to kind of figure out our opinions on things because at the end of the day, this is what people want to hear is talk about these types of questions. And so in some ways, these questions kind of come out of can kind of come out of nowhere for us. And it allows us to kind of really do a little bit of a dive and talk through it and figure out and form our own opinions on it as we're going. And I think it's a healthy discussion that ends up happening. I mean, I think one prime example of uh, of that with this podcast is I think, I don't know, maybe what, a month or two ago when Jack Eichel's stuff uh, started coming up. Um, I think both you and I were like, it doesn't really make sense for the Ducks is I think where you and I were originally at with a couple different things, thinking about how much they would have to give up, everything like that. And I think as time has gone on and you and I really talked it through on the show, I mean, granted, that's obviously been the big topic for everyone. Jack Eichel, he's been the name in the in the rumor sphere, everything like that for the Ducks. And I think you and I have both settled in on that this is a big move for the Ducks and that you really can't pass up this opportunity. And those are the exact types of conversations that come out of these types of questions. And I think that that that's the real fun part about this. Also, Hardcore Luchador is already chiming in the Twitch chat asking, what am I wearing? You know, I got to provide a visual element for the people. I got to do that. I'm wearing, wearing a very bright and colorful, colorful shirt just for you all in the Twitch chat and same thing in the YouTube. So just, just for all of you. And I've got Salem sleeping in the background, of course, on a black blanket. So no one can actually see her. No love for my gray t-shirt. I see how it is. Yeah. You know, you, you could have spruced it up with something Canadians. Yeah. Not after tonight's game. Yeah. You, do you even want to talk about it or you just want to keep on moving? Um, I mean, I'm not really freaking out. The Canadians lost 5-1 to Tampa Bay. It was a pretty boring game, I think, if you were especially if you're like a neutral fan. They didn't get any offense going really. They kind of got their asses handed to them to be honest, but that's the beauty of the playoffs is it's just one game. They lost game 1 against Vegas. Didn't look didn't look awesome in that game. Had I think a better better stretches against Vegas in game 1, but you just take it one game at a time, and if they can get a split in Tampa Bay, that's fine. And if they don't, well, they still go back to Montreal and have an opportunity to tie it up at home. So, Yeah, I mean, what's what's the old saying? You're not in trouble until you lose a game at home. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I will say, though, like this was not an encouraging start just no. because they didn't show anything. They didn't show any kind of little little opening that they may have. And that's something that they did do against Vegas. But the the great thing about playoff series is that they can turn very quickly, and there's not really any such thing as like momentum game to game. Each game is its own its own chess match, and I'm sure yep. there there will be adjustments. Yeah. from both sides. I think someone I don't remember who it was on the the US feed, but someone mentioned that the last three or four cups, the the cup winner actually lost game one. Yeah, so, I mean the the, it, the last time the Canadians won the Stanley Cup, they lost game one to LA Kings. Yeah, so, so there you it's go. it's not this kind of end of the day t- or end of the world type of situation. So yeah. changing the topic slightly, well, not even slightly, massive topic change right now uh, before we get into questions. Uh-oh. I want to get your opinion on this. This is not hockey related. Not, this is just me completely pro chaos, pro wild card, just, just going for it. So yesterday, you and I had a beer league game, obviously. Correct. That is the reason why this is on Monday as compared to Sunday. And by the way, moving forward, we are planning to move the podcast to Mondays. Um, after this week, I think we're going to take a couple weeks off and come back in a couple weeks just for everyone out there wondering what our upcoming schedule is going to be. But the pod is going to be moving from Sundays to Mondays. But um, afterwards, I decided to give myself a little bit of a cheat meal and went to In-N-Out in uh-huh. honor of you. But nice. I want, what's your opinion on cinnamon rolls? What? In and out? No, 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 no. Just so the the reason I bring this up is after <laughs> In and Out, correlation I, I, here. After I had In and Out, I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna continue this, and I had a sweet wow. tooth. There was as a place right by my apartment that is a gourmet cinnamon roll place. It just opened, and it I so I've only ever had like cinnamon or these places. They're just cinnamon rolls, like that. That's what it is. 
This place you can add the one I ended up getting was called the Cookie Monster. It had cookie dough on it, chocolate drizzle, cream cheese frosting, and chocolate chips. Uh-huh. Okay. I am I am someone very much all about the cinnamon roll. This was too much. It was yeah, too much. That, that sounds like that sounds like a lot. That sounds like all of those things are good, but when put together, it might just not be the right Yeah, mix. It was one of those things where I got like halfway through it and I was like, I just want the, the cream cheese frosting and just cut off the bottom of the cinnamon roll just so it's a cinnamon roll and the cream cheese frosting. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I'm not a huge cinnamon roll fan, but I mean, I'm just not a big cinnamon guy to begin with. And that's all I'll say. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go further wow. because anytime I, I express an opinion on these <laughs> matters on this, on this show, there's but, typically a lot of backlash. By the way, I'm just getting shamed in the chat. Uh, Extra time FC saying oxymoron gourmet cinnamon, cinnamon roll. Yeah. Hardcore luchador saying I gained 10 pounds hearing that. And science cat one Oh eight. Who's uh Jess who plays on our beer league team with us says Jake, you gained back all the calories you wore off from our game. <laughs> Yeah, especially because we only had two forward lines. So, I, I mean, you, we we also only had three D. Sorry, Jess. You had some wiggle room there to, yeah. to bring on the calories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that was my complete wild card of what. Are, what's your opinion on cinnamon rolls? Although I did learn, realize, so there's another really good cinnamon roll place on uh, right by me, but uh, called Sweet Jill's, classic place in Long Beach, things like that. But I realized my issue there is it's vanilla icing and not cream cheese frosting. And I realized that last night. What are these, what are these like requirements? This is so cream neat. cheese frosting is where it's at. I don't know. Cream don't cheese know. frosting is like vanilla is fine. But if you get a cinnamon roll with cream cheese frosting, that's heaven right there. The only that's place heaven. cream cheese should go is on bagels. That's it. Classic Nomad is asking, is this the breakfast food podcast? I mean, we could do a whole episode on food, honestly. Breakfast and Felix, Felix yeah. would just, well, I mean, it would be a very weird podcast because I would not discuss eggs at all. Well, that's the problem. If you don't like eggs, I feel like you don't really, you're not, <laughs> my, you, don't my, the, you don't have the right to discuss breakfast. My breakfast like opinions is all about sweet stuff. <laughs> yeah, which is basically not even breakfast, it's dessert. So, eh, I mean, pancakes are breakfast. Yeah, I mean, that's true um anyway this Donut, is... donuts breakfast um oh <laughs> db lowry says felix what do you hate more cinnamon rolls or swedes <laughs> what, what is this narrative that i don't like swedes what i have no idea you... but i'm 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 all about pushing this narrative oh is it because of my my uh fair and balanced jacob larson critiques in the past potentially okay i think that's what it is yeah that's a bit of a, a part to whole fallacy there uh, just because i don't I'm not a big fan of Jacob Larson's game. Doesn't mean I hate the country of Sweden and all its inhabitants. So going to push back on that a little bit. Yeah. And hardcore luchador, by the way, is asking how our beer league game went. We lost four to one. It happens. First game back. Yeah. The expected uh, goal total was, was not pretty. No, the other team seemed like they were in better shape than we were. Um, They they were. Yes. Yeah, they were. They had less players than us and skated around us so it happens you it, know it wasn't we're, we're, it wasn't a great it wasn't a great first game back we're, but we're getting our sea legs back we're getting our sea legs back yeah you know we're like the ducks we came into we came into you know the first week of the season with high hopes hey we had having, a one nothing lead Lindstrom on the wing with Ryan we had Gepla. a one nothing lead yeah we had a lead but then you know the legs started to give out and uh, the other team started to pick up the pace and that was kind of it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 definitely um all right, so you want to just start jumping into questions or any other random things that you want to bring up? No, I am actually excited to talk Ducks just because the there really hasn't been a whole lot of news. There hasn't been a whole lot to, to kind of break down news-wise, so it's it's going to be nice to kind of let the let the brain go to work here and see what we can come up answers-wise to these questions. Yeah. Um, by the way, Extra Time FC... The In-N-Out and Cinnamon Roll was post-game, not pre-game. I would not have that pre-game because I, I, even I understand that would be an awful, awful I had decision. A, I, I had a California burrito post-game with, with two, two margaritas. Yeah. Let me tell uh, you, alcohol followed by after a hockey game where you get dehydrated, far more efficient. Far more efficient. Highly recommend. Yeah. You get more bang for your buck. I, I just have people from our team in our Twitch chat now because Dan Elder's here also. 
tell, <laughs> essentially responding to text messages I sent him in our Twitch chat. Th- this is this is where things have gone. Yeah. Hi, Dan. This is this is definitely the dog days of summer. Yeah, exactly. The, the the draft hasn't happened yet. The expansion draft hasn't Nothing happened. Nothing is happening. <laughs> no Jack Eichel right. trade. All right. So uh, Pandalu uh, asked, uh, and this is going to be not hockey, and then we'll start getting into hockey. Who will win the Euro 2020? So today's actual uh, matches for the Euros were really, really well, fun. One one major contender got knocked out today in France. Yeah. So. I mean, another one did in Croatia. Yeah, and so Croatia France France was the World Cup final. Yeah, I mean, Croatia was a bit of a story, bit of a Cinderella story in that final. Sure, I think England uh, should have beat them. But yeah, who do you think will win? Well, out of the remaining teams, I think. hmm, I mean, do I just go like boring take and say Belgium? I'll let you do. I'll let you take the first pick. I can't pick the same team. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be Belgium. I mean, it could be Germany. I'll, I'll go Belgium or Germany. All right. I'm going to go because you took Belgium, which is the one I would take. I'm going to go with England. Really? I'm going to go with England. I'm going to say England beats are Germany. They... And once they beat Germany, they, they have the confidence to keep on going. This is going to look really bad. So this podcast is going to come out tonight and the games, the England Germany games tomorrow. Like you definitely went the smart route, picking a team already in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm taking a team that could very well be out of it all tomorrow, and I look I mean, dumb. It's it's definitely a bold take because there's no guarantee that they'll beat Germany. Um, but if they get through, I mean, they play the winner of Sweden, Ukraine, and then on the other side of that bracket, you have Czech and Denmark. Also, so, I just realized this came from so Mark Pandalu, who is German. Sorry, sorry for oh, picking England hey, I over said Germany. Germany. I said Germany or, or Belgium, so I'm, I've got all my bases covered. There. I, I, I'm going with the talent finally comes through for England. Also, I mean, this is definitely a completely biased uh, opinion because of Harry Kane. It's funny because I have a good buddy who's English, and his he went he went on this rant on Saturday. We were having this big debate about who's going to win between England and Germany, and he went on this tirade about how Harry Kane just never delivers for England and shouldn't be on the pitch at key moments. So. That's coming a, from a true fan, not, a, not from a Tottenham fan. As a Tottenham fan, I can tell you Harry Kane is very, very good and should be on the pitch for him because of what he what he can do and okay. what he can come up with. Hasn't so, done it, apparently. So. Hasn't done it for England, but then again, he's been, I think, in one Euro and one World Cup, and this is his second Euro. So yeah. you don't get that many chances to essentially play for your international team. That's true. So, okay. That, all right, so let's get to an actual Ducks question. So I, there's I another one from the, Mark. I think this is the longest we've ever gone on without discussing the Ducks at all. Roughly yeah. 15 minutes. Defend the Ness is uh, who John Broadbent saying, I'm very sun smart. Yes, you know, with my hat. It's definitely not because I, I just worked out and took a shower, and so my hair's a wreck, and hats are easy for that. Um, but uh, so let's go with this question from NHL Hits. Uh, do you believe that trading for Jack Eichel will wrongly make fans and the organization that uh, believe that we are close to contending? I'm worried that Murray will trade for Eichel, then spend big in UFA and extend Raquel Manson. That's a, a, a train of thought that we haven't really gone through in terms of on this podcast or really thought through too much. Do you think there's any sort of issue there for the Ducks where maybe they trade for Eichel and then, I mean, there was the the article that came out from Pierre Lebrun, I think it was this past week, that the Ducks and Manson are potentially discussing extension. Yeah. Um, I, I, guess that's the, I guess that's the one news item. But yeah. I guess just to answer the question first, this is actually something that we did bring up, or at least I remember bringing up on the last podcast. And that is a potential fallout of an Eichel trade, is that the Ducks are going to have to trade significant future pieces to acquire him. But then after that, what is what is going to be their pivot? Is it going to be to double down on this core and try to make the, the postseason as early as next year? Or is this we're resetting the team and we're building around a Zegris Eichel one-two punch down the middle? And I think that I think both of those things have their pros and cons. So for example, if you pivot to kind of more of the long-term approach, there is going to be some some short-term pain. We, we talked a little bit about our hypothetical lineups on the last show. And even with Eichel in the lineup next year, the Ducks might not be all that good. 
But if they retain all their free agents, if they try to add some veteran depth on the cheap, then all of a sudden, maybe they're a fringe playoff team. Maybe they can win around. But that's you're doubling down on a core that hasn't really delivered at all in the last three years. And I'm not sure if you should really make that decision just because you have Jack Eichel. I mean, of course, Jack Eichel does change things and does increase your ceiling, but I don't even think he can drag this core in, into the postseason. I think that if you're getting Eichel, you are you should do it to reset your, your core and to yes. move on from this current yes. core. I think that there is a concern that Murray will view this as bolstering the current core. And I think, and, that, and that... I think that that's totally in play, by the way. I, I don't think that anyone should rule out that possibility because if you read everything that Murray has said and heard everything he said and the reports about wanting to extend Manson, this, again, just does not seem like a guy who's ready to move on from his veteran players, which has proven to not be the correct choice so far. Yeah. Let's just put it, it that way. Yeah, like extending Manson, I mean – Let's just briefly kind of talk about this because this was kind of, I guess, the one newsworthy item from the p- past week was that that uh, that piece. And I mean, Manson probably gets what four or five years at like five mil, six mil. Yeah, yeah. It's and, totally and so, possible. do you want that? I mean, let me just really quickly. I want actual uh, want to be able to look up his actual age when he's going to be um, a UFA. But I believe he's going to be thirty this year. Yeah, he he'll already be 30. is. So he'll be he'll be 30 at the time. He'll be a UFA. Yeah, he's 29. So he'll be 30. And, and he's probably going to want a uh, pay raise on his 4.1 mil. So if he's making 4.1, you got to imagine that he's going to want probably maybe five times five. Do you want to pay Josh Manson until he's 35? No. Well, I, like, I, 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 I just, it's, it's not a smart decision. Totally. And, and I think the, the issue with him isn't even the, the dollar figure, although that's part of it. It's the term. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. That, that's a big point. I mean, the, the last, you know, three, let's call it two seasons, two and a half seasons, he has really struggled with injuries mm-hmm. and his play has really waxed and waned. And I just don't really know if that's the kind of guy that you want to commit to long term. I know that Bob Murray really likes his leadership dimension, likes the kind of that edge that he brings on the blue line, but it just hasn't translated to really effective on ice play in, in recent seasons. And he's not a guy that I think, it makes a ton of sense for this group. If the Ducks were in a situation where they had more depth, where they were closer to contending, maybe a Josh Manson makes sense to kind of fill out your blue line and you're yeah, going 100%, 100%. all in. 100%. But for where they're at right now, I just don't think it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, I was looking at, and I'm trying to get it up very quickly right now and put it on the screen for everyone. Um, but I was looking at um, his war timeline from uh, Jay Fresh. And so now it's up on the screen for everyone. But you can see it, it's like been a subtle trend down. This is just offense and defense uh, wins above replacement. And you can see it's a trend downward at the last couple seasons with offense and defense. And then if you go to just overall war, uh, let me get there real quick and change it. And that one was already on Hampus Lindholm. And look, Lindholm's very good. But you can see it, it's been it was a slow trend down to a really low point in 1819. He rebounded slightly in 1920 to be where he was at in 1718. But there was another stark kind of push downwards to where he uh to a similar spot as 1819. And so even if he falls kind of in between 1819 and 1920 and kind of can rebound a little bit, he's still gonna be an average defender. He's still gonna be in the 50th yeah. percentile. And it's that trend is just going to continue downward as you get past 30 and you start your kind of decline. That's just going to continue. Well, especially and, as the injuries accumulate. Exactly. Too. And that's a big part there also. Like you want to look at the player. Yes. We talk about aging curves a lot uh, and where that is, but a lot of it also has to do with the wear and tear on the player's bodies. The guys that go into a sharper decline typically uh, have some injuries that really take a toll on their body. I think a guy like Kevin Chattenkirk can maybe play a little bit later into his mid thirties as a result of he's kind of not played as physical of game. He doesn't have as much, I think wear and tear on his body as a result of that. Whereas a Josh Manson has. And, and so it, it, I would just be very wary of giving up any sort of significant term. And it's not necessarily the cap hit on Manson for me. It's the term that, that is my bigger concern. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I think for the ducks, it is interesting to hear this news item just because Remember, at the trade deadline, when we were critical of the fact that the Ducks had not moved on anyone and that they were just kind of, you know, standing pat as other teams were making deals, 
you know, the, the, the big pushback to that was, well, look, they're just waiting for the summer, just waiting until the draft or the expansion draft. And that's when all the trades will come. It's like, well, if they're thinking of exp- of extending Manson now, that doesn't really sound like a trade to me. And then after that, I mean, who do you have left? Maybe Lindholm is the guy that they move. Maybe Raquel is still in play. But And, it, and I mean, here's one thing know. that I, I'm really curious what they're going to do is if you do get a Jack Eichel, what do you then do with Hampus Lindholm? Because yeah. we haven't necessarily looked at the long-term cap implication of getting an Eichel, but it adds $10 million cap. Yeah. And when you're adding that $10 million in cap hit, sure, the Ducks have a lot of space to work with. They should be okay, especially when you're factoring LTIR from Ryan Kessler's deal. But that's going to go away, I think, after next season on the whole. Uh, let me just confirm that. But yes, uh, there's one more season for Kessler. And Hampus Lindholm... Hampus Lindholm is at least going to want probably what six and a half seven million. I've long said he his starting point is the Cam Fowler contract, and then goes up from there. There's no way to me that he gets less than Cam Fowler got. Well, like if, if you're looking yeah, at comparables, and, and if you're you get, looking if, if you ahead. get Eichel, it does depend who you move out. Because if they move Henrique and they retain the full fifty percent, it's something like seven point six million in cap true, space. True. True. So, and then but with, it, st- it still makes it hard to have two guys on your defense at locked up for that long at six mil, six. Oh, I, mil. I I agree. Um, I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like the there there's there has to be a lot of debating going on within the Ducks organization right now about what direction to go with this. If the reports are accurate, though, it sounds like there might be some agreement at least about the desire for Eichel. But like you're saying, there's a lot of kind of complications that come with that. Yeah, and the one thing on Manson that I do want to point out for everyone is I don't think he he's going to be left exposed in the expansion draft. I've seen a lot of people mention that. There's no way that's happening because of this. Con- you don't talk to a guy about an extension if you're planning on exposing him in the expansion draft. He's an auto-protect. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get traded before. If he does get traded, it won't be till afterwards It is yeah. kind of where I'm at. Um, so let's do this one. Hockey Rush says, what do you think the top four players are that the Ducks might trade for and the top four UFAs they might go after? Top four players that they might trade for? Yeah, so Eichel's definitely there. I think Eichel's really the only one because outside of that, I think that their roster is kind of set for next year. I think Eichel, I think they might want to look at, they might be looking at Reinhardt. So this is, who do you think that they might go after? I think the Ducks might go after Reinhardt. Not necessarily that they should, but yeah. I could see them doing it. I don't know if they will, but they should be going after Vince Dunn if he's available. You've been on that hype train for I have, so long. I have. I have, especially if you can get him for cheap. Especially if you can get him for cheap. And, I mean, do you think they should go? Do you think they will? Do you think they should go after Connor Garland? That's a name kind of out there. Yeah, I mean, that's a name that's been thrown around. I don't I don't know. if I, I just don't know how the, uh, aggressive the Ducks really plan on being this summer because, to me, their roster is, like, as it is right now, they have their team for next year, assuming all the RFAs are back. Oh, I remember. The the R, the trade that I want to see them make is take on Louis Erickson for a first-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, like something like that. That would make sense. But like a, like a trade to bring in a guy to play next season, like actually for your roster, I don't know if that makes a ton of sense for this team. Yeah. Like and- I'm, I'm, I'm big on the whole for right now, they should either be making trades to sell off play, like veteran players – or swing for the fences for a star. And there's like yep. not really any in between. Yep. Uh, do you think they maybe go after Patrick Line? That's a name we haven't discussed that much, but do you think they maybe go after him? He's an RFA. Things might not be the best in Columbus for him. I doubt they move him, but if he is available, do you think they go after him? I think it's possible. I think that there were definitely some rumblings the first time around Patrick Line got traded that the Ducks had interest in him. And so maybe they revisit that. Maybe, though, with Tortorella being gone in Columbus, maybe that that bridge is being rebuilt and maybe that there's going to be more harmony there. But if he is available, I would just be curious what it would take to acquire him because his, I feel like his stock has definitely declined in the, yeah. in the last year or so. And so maybe now with the kind of price it would take or a lowered price, I should say, maybe now it makes sense. I've long been against getting a line just because I think he's, I don't want to say he's an, an empty calories kind of player, but he's a guy who's really 
going to get his own offense. He's going to help your power play and he's just not going to bring anything at five on five. And so if you can get him for cheap though, and he's still only 22, maybe then it makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know if I, if I necessarily see that happening. I don't know if after the year he had, if, if the ducks are quite as high on him now as they were back then. Uh, and then, so the other part of this question from hockey rush was top four UFAs. They might go after. So I actually have no idea what UFAs <laughs> they might go after. Same. What they sh- what they should be doing is signing guys that will take one year deals. Yeah, that are that are veteran type players that might want to come have a little bit of vacation. I've long said Nick Foligno would be an interesting one, not because <laughs> I actually think that he provides a lot of value, but I think he has trade value. Yeah, and I think that's oh yeah, he very, definitely does. <laughs> yeah, and so if you can sign him for a year. Allow his fan. He's like, hey, come take a vacation in Anaheim. You can be in Orange County for a year, and we'll trade you to a contender at the deadline. And you can kind of help uh, bring the kids along. You can help enjoy Southern California. Various some things. His dad was an assistant coach in Anaheim for a bit under, with Randy Carlisle. So maybe that I well, the, I'm the, not the, I'm the very problem, much reaching right now. So the, the problem for the Ducks with this class, I mean, it's the same for almost every UFA class, but it's just not really guys that make sense for this current core. Yeah. or th- this current timeline. I mean, Ryan Getzlaff, I think he comes back and you know, that makes sense. Cause you, you'll probably sign him for a cheap deal. He kind of just fills out your lineup. But outside of that, I don't, I don't really see anyone from this draft class. Maybe they're, I mean, it, from the sounds of it, everyone in the league is kicking tires on Dougie Hamilton. So maybe yeah. the, du- maybe it, the ducks do, are in on that. Do things change if you are able to move out a bunch of guys and you're, and you get Jack Eichel, let's say you move out Henrique. Let's say you do flip Manson. You do flip Lindholm. You do all this stuff. Well, then, any, then you've does, got a roster to kind of fill back out. Does anything change with uh, UFAs though? Well, to me, I don't know if it necessarily does because of the age bracket. A lot of these guys are in. Well, I think, I think you can look, if you move out, if you manage to really flip the roster over and you get Eichel and you have maybe more space to work with, maybe just getting in a couple of guys on hopefully cheap deals, that might make sense just to at least have some kind of structure to this roster, not have it be just like a shell going into next year, have some guys who can at least contribute, keep some respectability, especially with with maybe some compromised depth. So I don't think that that would be a terrible move um, but you still have to be very cautious there. Do you think that Taylor Hall would want to play with Jack Eichel again? He's staying in Boston, but yeah, it, I think that, he's that, in that was, that was just a name, not saying that the ducks would do that. Not saying he would come here. This is uh, not something I'm saying they will do, or is even based in any sort of reality, but it's just like, if the ducks do trade for Eichel, do they start going for it more saying we, we just made this big trade? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, we, that is the we conversation about. Yeah, no, I know. And yeah. I think that that is the interesting part of that conversation is looking at a Taylor Hall. Maybe I still don't think I would nah. do that. I would, I would prefer to trade Taylor Hall's 29 years well, old. He's also just going to be too expensive for them. Yeah. 100%. He's so, going to, he's going to go out and get paid. I think he's going to sign with Boston. I think that that yeah, playoff run really yeah. cemented it, but Look, that's the that's the benefit of going out and getting an Eichel is that assume you know assuming that you're going to have that internal growth from your young players, you can get a little more aggressive because you have more upside than you mm-hmm. did previously. Yeah, there's there's something to build on as opposed yep. to this whatever the last three years have been. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's kind of go to these couple of more questions. We got a bunch, so we're just gonna keep hitting these as we go. Uh, Rossi Biddle at Rossi B, good Tottenham fan from down uh down under. Please correct. I know Rossi, you're in the the Twitch chat, so correct me if I'm wrong. If you're not from Australia, maybe I'm I'm misremembering there. But he said, when assessing the Ducks players for the expansion draft, put yourself in the Kraken GM shoes and pick your player. Um, and then also says Zegras versus Zegras versus Eichel. So I think maybe who would be the number one center and also why hasn't Jaguar's number been put in the rafters yet? So first part, who would you take from the ducks? If you are, uh, uh, why am I spacing Ron Francis? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, are we sure that the Kraken are this like genius franchise anymore after, uh, after their first hire behind the bench? I mean, who knows? We'll see how Dave Haxtell play, plays out. I mean, he wasn't great in, in Philadelphia, but, I mean, maybe he interviewed well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I think that for the Ducks, it's kind of hard to say because I don't know who's going to be available 
for Seattle. I don't know who they're going to protect. Let's just go with my article protection yeah. list. So assuming, let me pull that up really quickly again, just so, so I can So you refresh. had Lundestrom getting protected, I think. I had Lundestrom being protected. I uh-huh. had, uh, let's assume that they do protect Sam Steele as compared to Max Jones. Um, okay. So oh, you're, here. you're really taking all the options off the board. Yeah, here. I'm going to say they're going to go eight skaters. Uh, the eight skater option, go Raquel, Terry, Lundestrom, Steele, Lindholm, Manson, Fleury, Fowler. Okay, so you have Raquel, Terry, Steele, Lundestrom, Lindholm, Lindholm, Manson, Flurry, Fowler. Oh, I mean, that doesn't really leave you with a ton of options. So I don't know, actually. I mean, I guess do they so that, do they so do they take do they take a Shattenkirk or a Silverberg or a Henrique or do they target a Max Jones, I think, a Heinen, a Milano, or a Josh Mahura? So I, I honestly, I think that for Seattle, I would not be hugely excited about guys like Mahura or Milano uh, just because I think that they're a little unproven and you know Mahura has had flashes so has Milano but he's dealt with kind of a really really cryptic injury situation and I think for Seattle maybe just to kind of keep it things respectable have a guy to maybe build your branding around I would maybe think about Adam Henrique you know why not yeah I mean I don't think think it's a terrible pick for them I I at the beginning of this, I really didn't expect them to go Henrique or a Shattenkirk. I expect them to probably get a Sam, uh, Max Jones, a Sam Steele, depending on who's I could, left available. I could see Shattenkirk. I think it's either going to be Shattenkirk or Henrique. Yeah, I could see it. And I could. The one thing with Henrique is just the term. Shattenkirk, I think, would make more sense because it's lower term. And I think that he, especially if they are analytics friendly and that type of organization, I mean, Shattenkirk's underlying metrics were fine this past year. There were obviously yeah. the penalty issues, I think which that, we've talked about, but his underlying yeah. numbers were fine. Like he was a good defenseman for the Ducks this year. The only and weird I, thing that, that might be a controversial take to a lot of people, but he was. Yeah, the only weird thing there is that when Shattenkirk signed with the Ducks, there was a lot of you know this is where I wanted to be. I'm good friends with Fowler. Like there was a lot of like almost like a homecoming narrative, and I, I don't know what the Ducks are going to do with him. Uh, if he gets saved, I mean, there's no are, way. Are he's, they, are they going to try no to not, not get him taken? Like, what, uh, is there going to be the Ducks a side make deal a trade? If the Ducks make a side deal to protect Kevin Shattenkirk, I mean, like, I, I don't think it's crazy. Just because there was a lot of, I don't want to say fanfare because there's never any fanfare with this franchise, but there was a little bit of a narrative there of you know we finally got him. You know, he almost came here the year before. Bob Murray sold me on on we're going to compete. Me and Cam Fowler are great friends, so. Maybe he was just saying all the right things, but but I also think that there's a, yeah. been a lot of things have changed though. Well, Maybe there's been a lot of conversation, um, even from Shattenkirk himself, of saying his play hasn't been good enough. When I kind of actually disagree with that in in a lot of phases. Well, there um, were there were but, issues with this game. Yeah, and, and so I think that that that's one thing you could maybe point to of maybe that would change if there was that original thought that would have changed by now. Maybe, um, maybe Zegers versus Eichel. Who who will be better? Let's go with that. Uh-huh. Um, man, that is a hard one. I think Jack Eichel's the better player. Yeah, I think right now, as as great as Zegers has has looked in in small samples, you still have to go with Patrick or how was it Patrick Eichel? You almost have to, you still have to go with Jack Eichel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why hasn't Jagger's number been put in the rafters yet? Um, I don't know. I mean, there was that question with Korea for many many years. Uh, maybe i do you even think they will retire jaguar's number like is it even a if or is it a when i don't i mean i've long been of the opinion jaguar's one of my favorite ducks of all time i for a long i would like to see it go up i would have no issues with it going up but i don't think it should like it's as much as that might suck i don't know but i to me a number retirement is a is a very specific player and i also am of the opinion scott niedermeyer's number shouldn't be in the rafters. And yeah. so from that perspective, I don't think that Jaguar's number should be either as great as he was. And as much as he was a fantastic goalie, he wasn't the Ryan Getzloff for this team. He wasn't at that level where as much as he was great and he was here for a long time, he con Smythe winner and Stanley cup winner. I don't view him in the same light as a Tay Mussolini, a Paul Korea no. gets off a Perry. Not a, not, think, a, not a game changer. And he's not a Hall of Famer. And I think that that for me is, uh, 
as much as this might sound weird, I think being a Hall of Famer is of somewhat importance to having your number retired. And oh, yeah, that's that, just not Jaguar. That infallible metric of Hall of Fame selection. Fair, fair. But <laughs> no, I don't, I, I, but, but I, I don't I agree, think... I agree with I, the I, sentiment. No. I don't think Jaguar even has sniffed the Hall of Fame and hasn't even been no. in the conversation. No, I don't think... He doesn't seem like a guy who'll get in. I mean, he had a great career with the Ducks, definitely. He did. The, the 03 Cup run, uh, winning it in 07. Like, he has he has an argument, but I, I think I'm more on your side where I'm more of the fan. I'm more of a fan of retiring guys who are, like, generational and, talent. And I think that, key, yeah, and I think you want to not, you don't want to retire so many jerseys where it doesn't become special anymore. <laughs> and, and not saying that yeah. that's what the Ducks are doing and not saying retiring Jaguar would be that. But then you have, what would it be? Four four numbers retired in the first 20 years of the franchise or something like that? Or once gets off and Perry would be... I mean, be... Re- realistically, there should only be two. But Right now, yes. There, there's, I think... Realistically, in five years, there should be four numbers retired, numbers retired for this franchise. So you think Perry is a lock? Uh, I think Perry's a lock. I think Getzloff a lock. I mean, Extra Time FC, which is uh, Rossi, is asking, what else did he have to do? What is he missing for Jaguar? Well, I just think he, like, how many seasons was he one of the, let's say, five best at his position? You know, I mean, he had a very good career. Like, I'm, I agree with you in the sense that if he went up, I don't think it's this big travesty. Like, no. Like I said, he has a case. But I think that I, I'm definitely... I like the the idea that hey, this is a, a young franchise and it's had a cup it's had a cup victory already, but just kind of hanging every number from those runs and having a bunch of a bunch of numbers retired so early, I think that 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 is a little odd. It just doesn't sit totally perfectly with yeah. me. But if you told I, me his number was getting retired, it again it wouldn't be some cardinal sin either. Yeah, I'm just, and DB Lowry says if Jiggy's not worthy of a jersey retirement, then Perry probably shouldn't be either. I mean, I would be here for an argument against Perry. I just kind of disagree with that. I think winning the heart is really what solidifies him in that in that regards. And maybe that's the same conversation with Jaguar winning the Conn Smythe. I guess I just kind of value the the regular season award because it's a yeah. longer period of time, maybe a little bit more. Maybe that's a, a miss, miss on my part. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think a jersey retirement and whether it should go up or shouldn't is a very, I guess, in some ways personal thing. Yeah, um, I, I think Perry was just better for longer. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, Perry almost played a 1,000 games as a duck. I mean, he, he probably should have. Yeah, and I guess goaltending is <laughs> different. Jaguar played almost five, 447 games as a duck. Um, to me, in some ways, his number is kind of, I think, an unofficially retired number. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're going to see a 35 in net for the Ducks, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Perry is a huge lock just because of the way things ended. Like, it's going to take a while for that one. Yeah, I mean, here's the question: Is Perry a Hall of Famer? Because I think that that would be the the case if he gets his uh, if he gets into the Hall of Fame. I think that that is a very uh, easy sell if I he's mean, a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's first ballot Hall of Famer. No, I think he is a Hall you. of Famer because I think that he. Uh, He's what? He's one of two players to have won as like essentially every trophy uh, available yeah, I, to him. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, in terms of because it is the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and so from that perspective, he has a very good case. Like, I think he will get in eventually, but I don't know if he's this like you got to get him in, you know, first time around. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's a bad take, but you know, he's he's just one of those guys who has had some very high highs, and he's had. A lot of seasons that have just been solid. I think a lot of people soured on him just because of the way his career kind of ended in Anaheim and also the the playoff quote unquote failures towards the tail like the mid twenty tens also soured some people, but he still has a fifty goal season in his name. He still has the international accolades, junior accolades. Like he's gonna Mul- be multiple, multiple thirty goal seasons. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but in terms of like purely for the ducks and the number retirement, I mean I don't know. It's these things. These things seem very political. Yeah, I mean, so here, time brings up a good point. Perry led the Western Conference in goals for a seven-year period. The only reason he wasn't celebrated was because Crosby and Ovi were gods. Yeah, and I think he he gets his number retired after Bob Murray uh, retires. <laughs> yeah. <that? laughs> uh, all right. So before we keep going, we got more questions. We're we're gonna still keep rolling and have fun with this, but let's have a word from our sponsor. So summer's coming, and hotter days are just around the corner. 
Keep cool with the help of our friends at Manscaped, who just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer grooming routine with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code CTP. So folks, it's time to bundle up with Manscaped uh, with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this uh, package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, which, I mean, Felix, you and I both have this. What are your thoughts on this uh, Lawnmower 4.0 on the whole? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I've been using it a lot lately. You know, I've been growing back out the facial hair, so got to keep it trim. Got to keep it from looking completely insane caveman style. And so, I mean, that that 4,000K LED spotlight, so accurate, love it. And with the skin safe technology, I don't get that annoying irritation that some other trimmers may give you. So I am a big fan, especially with that advanced ceramic blade. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned this LED spotlight. That was one thing about the 3.0 that I loved, but the 4.0 actually kind of one-upped itself where it has the ability to turn off the light. If you're in a brightly lit place, why waste the energy? Why waste the battery on that spotlight? You can turn it off actually on this one or leave it on depending on what you want. And in addition to that, you also get the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, (laughs) the Crop Preserver ball ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Goodies, yes. For the lawnmower, this is something that I actually realized a while back reading the copy is that it's waterproof. Yes. And so let me just say that that comes in handy. Yes. I'll I'll just leave it at that. I am someone who is very hairy on my chest and shaving it in the shower is much easier than on the ground because it doesn't go everywhere. So having a waterproof uh, body trimmer is very, very important for that. And and, and it's great because you can uh, wash it off. You can leave it in the shower. It's absolutely fantastic. And the weed whacker also is waterproof. Did you know that? Is that news to you? I did not know that. That's actually news to me right now also. I don't have as much of a need for the weed whacker as you do. Yeah, I've got some nose hair that uh, my wife always brings up. I need to to trim. So the weed (laughs) whacker, if you're like me, the weed whacker is absolutely perfect and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. And yeah. it has pr- proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. So seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations uh, before heading outside. Use the crop preserver down under deodorant to keep your game in. Uh, keep on you on your game in the heat after a long day of trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the summer. Heat boost your freshness with the crop reviver. Um, and Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to this performance package, the boxers and the shed travel bag. Boxers are very nice. I work out on them a lot. They are very comfortable. Very good. Probably I'm going to play beer league in them tomorrow. So there you go, folks. Thanks Uh, for letting me know. Appreciate that. There you go. Uh, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CTP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code CTP at manscaped.com. Stay fresh this summer and shine with Manscaped. Thank you so much for uh, Manscaped for supporting the show. Thank you. Okay. Onward and upward. Yeah. Um, now I'm realizing we also have Jess in our Twitch chat. So now I can't, I, I need to actually find where those boxers tomorrow. Does she want a weed whacker? Cause I have like four of them just, <laughs> just sitting in, in, in my drawers. Cause Manscaped sent me extras for some reason. So yeah. Maybe, if, you wanna, maybe... if you want a free weed whacker, let me know. I got you. Okay. <laughs> all right let's get back to our questions uh jess says she's good um all right dalton keys asked at ducks and bolts do you think bob makes an eichel deal happen without giving up zegras dreisel or gibson then the uh if he's able to do that do the owners give him a contract extension that's one thing i've kind of been thinking about here if murray does pull this off does that affect his status as the general manager i don't know I don't know. I, I just don't know if that should one deal should erase everything that's come before it, right? Because getting one thing done in isolation is great and will definitely move the franchise forward. But on the flip side, there you know, being a great manager and leading a franchise successfully over the long term isn't just about winning a trade. It's about having a long term strategy. It's about having a vision. It's about having a calculated approach. And to be honest, yeah. 
if we look at how the Ducks have kind of waffled their way through the last three years, it hasn't always really seemed that way. So to me, if you're the Samuelis, maybe if if next season goes poorly, you don't you just don't fire Murray midway through the season. I don't know, but I don't I don't think it would really change that much for me, especially with Jeff Solomon in tow. It just I, I don't know. I I think if Murray does that, great, and maybe that that helps kind of. Uh, maybe get get him some favor back with fans maybe the the perception of him improves you know as he kind of fades into the limelight or into the sunset but that's not to me that's not enough to bring him back just or to extend him just because of that now will will they do it you know if Eichel comes in there's excitement and the Ducks push for the playoffs and they're one of the one of the more fun teams to watch in the NHL maybe they give in to to that kind of public sentiment but I still don't see it yeah all right, uh, I agree with you. Alex Khalifa at Good Guy in Sports asks, "Will Aiken still be the head coach after next season?" Ooh, good question. Good question because it's it's just like a point blank yes or no. Um, I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Also, I don't think so because I don't even with a Jack Eichel in tow, I don't project the Ducks as a playoff team next season. Um, that being said, they are going into a division which is going to be definitely more favorable than this last season so maybe they have some more wiggle room there but i i think that they are in for at least one more season of pain of short-term pain and then they can turn the page maybe they extend at dallas akins if if some of the young players continue to progress but i don't know if that's the curve he's being graded on i mean if, if they miss the playoffs again and they're not that close i just don't see how a, an ownership group that wants to build ex- excitement around the team with the developments, uh, the OC vibe around Honda Center, I think that they want they want people to show up to games and they want a winner. And if Dallas Akins can't demonstrate that he can at least get them close to that, then I think they're they're going to move on. Yep. Uh, so let's hit these ones kind of quick. Uh, Paul Ip or at Ip Paul, who is a longtime listener, I think that yeah. he was back in the Mixler days. Mixler, I'm I'm ninety percent sure. I keep yeah. saying ninety percent sure lately. I don't know. It's my it's my number these days. I'm ninety yeah. percent sure. He's he asking. Back then. Can the Ducks put Shohei Otani on the top line? <laughs> Go for it. Just he cranked out another home run today. He is insane. What is he at now? Like twenty eight? I don't like even that? know. It's yeah. it's it's stupid. Um, uh, Bonnie asks, why does Felix uh Felix so Felixisly? Do wait what? Why does Felix Felix so Felixisly? I think you're going to have to define your terms there. Why are you know. you? Why am that, I me? That is because what Bonnie's asking. Like, like that, that. There you go. <laughs> There's no other explanation. I was There's trying no. to figure out how long I was going to be able to keep repeating that. I mean, that. you know, if you want to talk about it, you know, we can certainly discuss, but I don't think a five-minute <laughs> Q&A is really going to no, no. do it justice. That, yeah. that was just Bonnie. I've That's got Bonnie. issues, Bonnie. Don't worry. That's Bonnie being Bonnie. <laughs> uh, Mark asks, uh, who will win the Stanley Cup and why is it Montreal? Yeah, I mean, there you go. Say no more. They, you know, tough game one, but a lot of lot of road left. I think they can still win. Yep. Uh, Wicked Thorns asks, which player in the Ducks organization who did not play more than a few games for the Ducks last season do you think makes the roster if you had to pick one? That's an interesting question, actually. It's a good question because it's something that we've talked a little bit about uh, on the show or on the Patreon. It all blends together. Um, I mean, we've talked a little bit about Jacob Perot, what they might do with him next season. Because I think for him, it's either NHL or junior, right? Yep. yep. So, and, and the OHL announced today that they are coming back next year. Yeah, with a 680-game season. Yeah. You see that tweet? Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't. So here's the thing with that tweet. I couldn't tell if it was the zero was added by accident. It definitely was. Or if it was meant to be overall the entirety of the season is oh, 680 games. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good thought. Yeah, I um, couldn't tell which way it, would, it was going with that. If every team or all of it combined is 680. Bold prediction: Braden Tracy makes the team. <laughs> wow, I, I, I'm he's gonna just... he's gonna be the Lundestrom. He's gonna be the Lundestrom, and he's gonna get some fourth line time. Which player in the Ducks organization did not play more than a few games for the Ducks last season? Uh, Ducks, do you? Think I mean, you we'll can go that? with Bo Grew if you want. Yeah, Bo Grew, I think is a good one. Honestly, I mean, he actually has a like a the, legitimate the, case. The Braden Tracy thing is more tongue in cheek. Um, I could I, just see I could just see Dallas Akins falling in love with a player because of how he performs in practice. Um, I, yeah, so I was looking for the joke of Vinny Letary or yeah, uh, and ju- just circle back to well, we didn't have anyone to measure ourselves against. Oh, so that's wait, why I got I thought, it. Who? Cody Coran. 
No, zero percent chance. Cody Curran gets in a game this next season. Cody Curran will finish his his contract without ever having played a game for the Ducks. Cody Curran will get into one Ducks game. I'm yeah, calling. I mean, I'm only saying that mostly sarcastically, just because I think for whatever reason there's an issue there. But he has to know. play at some point. I mean, does Simon Benoit make the team out of camp because he didn't really play a bunch, only towards the very end last year, and it was a little bit of a surprise. So. Maybe, I mean, here's another name that has been long forgotten, Brendan Gooley. I mean, is he going to be resurrected uh, next season? Are they going to just dust him off? Cleared waivers. No one wanted him. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people cleared waivers this year. I'm not going to use this year's waivers as an example of anything. Yeah, yes and no. I think a lot of guys, I think if you're looking at guys that are have term on well, the deal. Brendan sure. Gooley was also coming off an injury. True. Like, Fair. So I just don't think that was the time. Fair. His stock is also, you know, pitifully low right now. And that's probably part of it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. at some point, maybe they want to see what they have in him. Cause he's the other, the other piece of that Brandon Montour trade. Yeah. So, um, Jensen at Sean by few asked, does Gibson have a bounce back season, at least statistically? <laughs> well, you know, if it's statistical, then it then it would be a bounce back season. But g- good good question though. It's a it's a hard one for me to answer because are the Ducks going to be better in front of him? That is the big question because over the last couple seasons, John Gibson hasn't really shown the ability to kind of rise above how the team is playing in front of him. At least not for extended periods of time. He can do it for stretches, and then he just kind of fizzles out. And so. I think it's going to just depend on how well the Ducks come out, how solid they can stay. And I, to be honest with you, don't 100% see that happening. I think he will be a little better just because it honestly can't get that much worse. But I, I don't know if I'm seeing this huge bounce back season. That being said, of course, the usual qualifier, goaltending is impossible to predict. Yep, goaltending do do. I don't know if I see a big bounce back. Maybe you have a different opinion on that. No, I agree. Uh, it's so hard to tell because, I mean... His first, the first month of the season, he was so good. Yeah. And then it just kind of fell off from there. Just never got back. Never got back. And so is he able to find that form and keep that up? Maybe. Well, and also there seems to be a lot of kind of undertone of, well, part of the reason that he's not playing well is because he's just so frustrated. And, you know, Dallas Aikens kind of alluded to that in his end of season press conference. There was the article from Eric Stevens about, you know, is Gibson happy in Anaheim? And so maybe that's something that's just kind of burbling up to this to the maybe. surface. But I don't know if I 100% buy that narrative that a guy, you know, a guy can just because he's frustrated is going to be significantly worse than he's been in the past. Yeah. Um, goaltending is a weird position and the mental game is definitely of, of utmost importance to, to goalies. But still, I think that if John Gibson was just John Gibson, he would be better than what we've seen the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, so Twitch chat coming to you after this question. This will be a very quick and short one. So start throwing your questions into the Twitch chat. Uh, if you've posted one, can you just repost it for me so it's a little bit easier for me to find? Lazy. Uh, uh, just just ease so that I can see the chat still going. Um, Ethan McGarvey asked, did you guys buy your Perry jersey yet? Hashtag Perry is still good. So I, I have an update. You did? I bought, I didn't buy a jersey, but I bought a jersey. A jersey. Yeah. And it will be here hopefully by early next week. I mean, hopefully I did, the cup final will still be going. I did buy a, a piece of Ducks memorabilia. You did? Do you have yeah. it there? Would you like to show the people or is oh, it not actually, handy? I actually don't. Oh, Damn. man, this is this is a big L. So oh, you, I actually, you've already packed your hockey bag. That's right. Yeah, I, I prepare. Um, Jess, yeah, you get the, to see it tomorrow. The Ducks had their breakout night um, sale on Friday, and I perused through the list, snagged some Andrew Agazino. Reverse retro gloves, those beautiful eggplant gloves. Only reason I bought the Agazino ones, well, A, they they were my size and also didn't have the stupid shop blockers on them. And I'm very thrilled. And also the Ducks were kind enough to package in some reverse retro like breakout night stickers in there. So there's the uh, there's the Wild Wing crashing through the ice sticker. There's a Mighty Duck sticker and a few others. So very cool. Jake didn't buy anything because he's boring. I didn't buy. It's not we that I'm been, boring. We could have been the two players on our team. With it's not that I'm boring. It's that no one, gloves. no one has. I have small hands. I need a size 13 glove. 
Yeah. And even my warrior size 13 are a little big on my hands. And, <laughs> I just and, like loose fitting gloves. I've always yeah, liked No, my warrior gloves. 13s are loose fitting. If you go with a four roll, they're going to be looser fitting than a, a, a yeah. non four roll. But they are, they are very nice. That The quality but, on them. Uh, yeah. And also that these ones have like flexible thumbs. I'm very excited. You I'm know a, what bummed me out? I, uh-huh. I got online and Troy Terry's gloves were still available. Ooh. And they're, they were warriors. They were alphas. They're were my they gloves. Signed? No. Okay. Yeah. They were not signed either. They were not signed, but they were a size 14 and I'm Ooh. a little swimming in my size 13 already. So <laughs> yeah, mine, mine definitely got used for like maybe a morning skate or two. They yeah. have somewhere, but very, very little. And yeah. also because of the protocols this year, they get like thoroughly disinfected or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really wish that I wore a size 14 cause I would have been all over. You want to know, I actually searched through all the players cause I got on a, a little bit late and there were a uh-huh. lot that were, it was a lot were sold out. Yeah. There was one size 13 glove. Oh, want to try to guess who it was? Oh man. I feel like, Hmm. Give, give me a hint on position forward winger. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Raquel. No. Who? Volkov. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you didn't buy them. They were sold out already. Oh, they were sold out. Okay. They were sold out already. And also they were, I can't remember. They, they were like a uh, Bauer vapors, which I don't personally like wearing. Yeah. I, I mean, I just bought them. I didn't even care about the model. I just bought them for the, the look. Yeah. Not going to lie. You're, to, you're going to, doesn't match our uniform. It does not match our jerseys but it's at gonna, all. It'll look good with does the not, white does not match Modelo beer color. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Um, so here, let's get into the Twitch chat. So for those of you watching on YouTube, yes, we're on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash crash spawn. Yes, we actually have that, to, that, uh, domain. So just go to youtube.com slash crash spawn to find us there. Subscribe. We're trying to get a lot more subscribers there. That's one of our big pushes. So please subscribe to the channel there. Watch our videos there. If you can, uh, if you listen also at your favorite podcast services, uh, thank you so much for that. But the real fun thing is our Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash crash the pond. You can help support the show, uh, at the, at Twitch. If you have Amazon prime, you get one free Twitch prime gaming sub each and every month. You do have to hit that subscribe button after 30 days and you can help support the show. You get special badges in the chats, or special badges next to your name, special emotes in the chat. And it does help support the show significantly. And you can be just like LewisX209, good friend of the show, Lewis, uh, who supported the show uh, and resubbed for 33 months is now where, where Lewis is at. So thank you so much. And our good friend, Jess Science Cat 108 resubbed for nine months and also gifted out a sub to Gressy, uh, Cressy uh, NB. So thank you so much for doing that, Jess. So here we go. LewisX209 asks us, though, if you were stuck on a deserted island, what three things would you have with you and why? You go first. Oh, why are you throwing this at me first? I like throwing it at you first. Mm-hmm. Um, deserted island. So I would. Rolls. <laughs> can Can I just say my cell phone so I could call for help? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably a good answer, although. <laughs> What's the likelihood that you have service on this deserted that, island? That's that's a good point, and so that ruins any oh, use of the cell phone. No, you, can't, you should you, you can't should play just, games. Here, here's your two things: you say cell phone, flare, national data roaming, so that you have service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, I don't know, just a flare something, gun, something, and then a, yeah, like a, a firearm. And I think you should be able to survive for uh, however long it takes for someone to come rescue you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if, if we're not gonna go with that route, um. I'll I mean, go. I'll you go. You gotta go with the basics. Something to make fire with. Something. Yeah. To, a, something a, to hunt a, with. A lighter. A spe- well. See, that's not. But that's not very specific to me. Um, for well, me, I would go like a you hockey survive stick. On this a, island, or do you want to like? Just... I just want to enjoy my time. I who knows how? <laughs> who knows how long I'm gonna I'm gonna last? I'm deserted on an island. At least let me go out having some fun. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's so y- your three things. I'm I'm just gonna say a hockey stick, a puck, and a shooting pad, and um, a goal. I'm going for a goal. The, yeah, the pucks I mean, don't count. Something to make oh, fire with. Wait, classic nomad has the actual right answer. Three bottles of whiskey. Yeah. No, I th- the, that will not get us very far. That I'm is sorry. that that is the correct answer. Something to make fire with. Something to hunt with. And water. Drinking water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then Ginger Wolf asks, when is uh, Galimov going to be in the NHL? So just looking at it, his KHL contract goes until the 24 season. Yeah. So not for a long time. Going to be a while, although those things can be weird, though. You know, players yeah, get out of that. Yeah, true, but true. Not for a while. 
Yeah. Uh, Sean Salisbury said, do you all think that Anaheim should have any interest in Mason McTavish if they keep their pick? Could be an interesting 2-3-C down the middle. Yeah, 2-3-C. That, that's what you want with the third pick. That, well, that's really what you're shooting for. Did you see that Elite Prospects actually put out their, their draft guide? Did you catch this? Yeah, so I mean, he's a good prospect. I'm I'm being totally facetious there. Like he's a good prospect, and even like in uh, Corey Promen's mock draft, he had him as a possibility there. And he does seem to be a, a decent kind of two way center with some offensive upside. So so elite prospects, elite prospects have him as the fifth overall in their draft guide. Yeah, so like Re- that's that's totally in line with kind of you know what I've read about him. Um, and it it would not be a terrible pick. Yeah. Classic Nomad. So I don't know if you saw this, but it was announced that Vegas is getting the next All-Star game. And so uh, brought brought up the point that the Ducks have never hosted an All-Star game or a draft. So he asked, will the Ducks host an All-Star game in the next century? Probably. (laughs) I mean, if you're asking me for the next century, sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they should. I I think that they probably, once OC Vibe is done, they probably will. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think unless anyone else has any more questions, we'll probably start wrapping this up. Keep this a little bit on the shorter end. Uh, like I said, I think we're going to be taking next weekend off. We will. Yeah. Fourth of July weekend. Are are we maybe going to be doing a watch along though on Monday? Isn't there a cup final game on Monday? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Pending a comeback in the series first. There you go. There you go. So we'll, we'll see. So. If there's a comeback, Felix, depending on how he feels, we may be doing a watch along. I don't know. For... I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little downtrodden after tonight. So wow, I'm... really? It got you that far down? Well, you know, it, it wasn't like an encouraging game. Like I don't know how much of it you watched, but the Lightning were pretty much in control the whole game. The expected goals were not that close. Um, so I was looking at that. It seemed like the big issue was penalties penalties but like this was part of the narrative for the canadians is like when was that penalty kill gonna regress back and i mean that's kind of what happened and so i'm a little i'm just a little rattled but it's okay that's what happens that's what happens in your fan you wear your heart in your sleeve but i yeah. i think i think they can still come back i'm not wavering from that but it was it was a tough pill to swallow yep yep i i think it's fine you'll be fine <laughs> Hey, hey! I, I told you this on the Patreon episode. I'm gonna say it again to you: win or lose, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, you should not be bummed about this at all. Even yeah, though, obviously, in the moment, close, it, when you're you in the moment, yes, 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 I get that. But I think a week or two later, you'll realize this was such an like with going through Toronto, they did not have high odds of doing that. And the fact that they've made it this far, the fact that they're in the cup final, the fact that as a Ducks fan, I can tell you making the cup final on alone is hard to do. Yeah. Um, Look, I like, I 100% hear you and I think you're right, but in I'm the moment that, it's tough. In the I'm moment have it's that tough. view after the series yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. win every game. Yeah. Win every single game. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> different minds. Different yeah. minds. You know, just trying to help you out here. Trying to help no, you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. The, the support is is definitely welcome and, and needed. Um yep. but but yeah, I think I think that's gonna do it for this week. Yeah. So wanna start wrapping this thing up? Yeah, so just like Jake was saying, for we are gonna take next uh weekend off. So hope everybody has a great fourth of July weekend. I definitely. mean I feel like this I feel like this is gonna be a pretty good one for a lot of people, you know with the pandemic kind of winding down the mm-hmm. world opening back up, it's, it's going to be one that we can enjoy with our yes. friends. Yes. So go out there, have fun. Of course, be responsible, be safe. <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything stupid. Don't be like people that live on my street and just shoot out fireworks at like 11 PM yeah. into the street. Not very don't, smart. Don't scare people's pets like that. Yeah. Yeah. That is not, not do a you, good move. Oh, speaking of pets, uh, realize that yesterday was the one year mark of us getting Salem. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. H- happy. What, what, what would be the. I, I don't know what we'll call it. It's not birthday, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, just going to give you a few quick ways here that you can support our show. Uh, one of the biggest ones and the ones where you're going to really, the one where you're going to really benefit from is our Patreon page. So patreon.com slash crash the pond. If you enjoy what we do here on the podcast, well, you're going to get more of that through the Patreon page. So for $1 a month, you get access to our patrons only discord channel 
And that's where you can chat with other patrons, which are all just super friendly, diehard hockey slash Ducks fans. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, my we, favorite place to talk hockey. Yep, it's it's so much fun, and especially during the season, during Ducks games, just especially this last year, <laughs> it was almost like a support group at times. Um, it, it was a therapy session. Yeah, I'm just laughing at you know the latest Derek Grant uh, offensive zone start or the Jacob Larson turnover. Whatever the case may be, it was a lot of fun. So that's for $1 a month. For $5 a month, you get access to two bonus episodes a month. And we actually did one this last weekend. We definitely went in-depth on the Ducks as we do. Talked NHL playoffs. And I think that as the season winds down, um, you know, with that show, we'll be able to do some more deep dives on different topics, whether it's league-wide or Ducks-related. For $15 a month, uh, you get access to two live watch-alongs a month. So during the off-season, that's the most relevant since that's what's going on right now, we're doing watch-alongs of playoff games. So we've done uh, Vegas, Montreal, and I'm pretty sure we'll do another one during the Cup Final. Um, and then as the actual NHL season ends, we'll probably do... Um, old Ducks games, we aren't 100% sure yet. I mean, maybe we'll do the draft in there. Who knows? Expansion draft even. But we've got some plans for that. And then during the season, uh, this is really, I think, what's fun about it is that so twice a month, we do an alternative feed basically to what you usually get from the Ducks broadcast. So you can watch the game with us. We'll give you live commentary, stats, just kind of a different tone to what you might usually get from a Ducks broadcast. And that's for $15 a month. And all of that is at patreon.com slash crash the pond. Now, still many other ways to support us. If you don't want to make that monthly pledge, that's totally fine. Um, like Jake said, you can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash crash the pond. See the video version of this show. Make sure to subscribe there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a rating and a review, we're rated on the show. And I think we have a new review this week, Jake. We do, and by the way, I've mentioned this a bit. We've been at, we're trying to get to two hundred ratings. Mm-hmm. We're currently now at one ninety nine. Oh baby! So the next person to oh, give yes. us a review slash rating will become the two hundredth. Oh, and no one can take that away from you. Uh, so we got this one from Icarus Fox that said, "Best Ducks podcast." Period. Five stars. Says Jake and Felix are awesome at not only presenting updates and news about the team, but also offering fresh takes and raw opinions on the team and its direction. Keep up the good work, boys. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Icarus Fox. And yes, Jake's uh, opinions are definitely raw. Definitely needed some fleshing out at times. Wow! <laughs> wow! Just wow, turning what was a really nice and like kind of heartfelt review and and just making it a stab at me. You know, that's on uh, on, on brand for you. On brand. You no, know, just on, on brand. Just, just shooting for consistency at this point. On if, brand if, for you. If nothing else. Um <laughs> yeah, Okay. This is what I work with. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, uh, you can also find us on Spotify and also you can find our website, crashthepond.com. Uh, we've got articles going up there. CJ wrote a good article last week on breaking down the Jack yes. Eichel kind of dilemma. Yeah, go check that out. Check out our shop, crashthepond.com slash shop. We've got cool t-shirts, hoodies uh, as the weather's warming up here and will likely stay very warm for the next few months here in Southern mm-hmm. California. Get yourself mm-hmm. a t-shirt, you know, rock it at, rock it at your favorite gathering at the beach, wherever. Um, I think that Be- it's beerly a- game. That's what I, I wore mine at my beer league game the other day. Got rave reviews. Everybody was asking me where they could get it. Um, Jake, don't comment on that to verify whether or not that's true. Just know that I did wear it at my beer, beer league game. Anyway. I, I wore it to the pickup game I played in on last Friday. There you go. So, And you can also find us on Twitter. Jake is on Twitter at games 91 I'm on there at Felix underscore Sicard. And, of course, at Crash the Pond. That is going to do it for us tonight, guys, on this Monday Hope you have a great rest of your week. Like we said earlier, hope you have a great 4th of July weekend. And if you're if you're international, if you're outside of the U.S., hope you just have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye.